Welcome one and all to episode 308 of the Signals from Mars podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, I am joined by my patrons, Brad, Ed, Jeremy, and Johan. Remember that these hour one specials or these hour one episodes are just music discussions between myself and my patrons. If you want to join us, join us on Patreon. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, so the reasoning for doing these weekly music discussions is I just love talking to people about music, and I think it gives people more bang for their buck if they want to join us on Patreon. I'm not asking for people to (laughs) give us their 401k or any type of retirement fund or anything like that. Two bucks a month gets you in and gets you on to these episodes. Uh, You're have not only these weekly episodes, but you have our monthly Patreon specials where we vote on specific genres or years or just different topics that we come up with. And it's a troll-free environment where we all just discuss music between music lovers. And it's great fun catching up with all my patrons. And it's great fun knowing that you're checking this episode out and All I ask is that you like it, share it, tell your friends about this, and let them know how much you enjoy listening to these episodes. And what I've been doing so far since the rebranding is just flip-flopping between these music discussions and interviews that I've been doing with various artists over the last few weeks. And I've had a lot of cool interviews where I've gotten a chance to talk to some different people. If you're a patron, you're getting some extra content that isn't being released on the regular stream. For example, with Tim from The New Roses, my patrons got some bonus content from the uh, cutting room floor, per se. Just some chatter that we had before the interview started between Timmy Ruff and myself. And I throw that type of stuff up there. Uh, I do daily videos. A question of the week, do an album of the week, do another post that's really popular, which is what are you into this week, which is kind of share with the class, you know, what uh, what music you're listening to, what shows are you checking out, what movies did you see, what's good to check out, you know, so when you're heading into the weekend, perhaps, hey, you know, so-and-so said that this movie was cool, let me check it out. Let me check this album out. You know, I wasn't going to give it a chance, but since it was discussed a lot on the Patreon page, then it might be worth my while. So stuff like that. Again, it's it's very troll-free environment. And you also get the Victor M. Ruiz podcast. And depending on the tier, you get some merch as well. Redesigning the merch as we speak. So we should have some updated styles for 2023. Hopefully you guys enjoy that as I enter year number 14 
of podcasting. And remember that we also have Trivia Tuesday, which is a fun, fun show. I'm going to get back to adding Trivia Tuesday to the regular stream as well. It's been hit and miss, just hasn't lined up with people's uh, schedules or the episodes have just been very bad. <laughs> I tried Truth or Dare and it did, or not Truth or Dare, Jesus. True or false? Yes, we don't have Spin the Bottle either. <laughs> anyway, as you can tell, I'm getting over a cold, but um, yeah. So we did True or False. It did not work out as expected, so I kind of canned it. There was one episode that was kind of cool that I may put out there. But uh, anyway, go to signalsfromars.com to find all the links to all the social media where you can subscribe, where you can like, where you can watch the video version of these episodes as well. Uh, also, if you want to check out the Patreon it is patreon.com forward slash signals from Mars. In any event, all that information is available on signalsfromars.com. And real quickly, I do want to send a shout out to all of my patrons because, you know, they, they hold a special place in my heart. Real quickly, before we start to show up here, we have Chris Sinzak from Despo Geek Podcasts, Anthony in Spain, Gene Eugene DX in Canada, Anthony Mackey in Ireland, Ed Ferguson in Kentucky, Johan in Sweden, Metal Dan in California, Jose in Connecticut, Chris Vaglio from the Chris and Amanda Show, the Metal Dentist Gabriel Ruiz, Dr. Poison, Brad Dahl, YardMetal.com. We have our Mike Jones. We have Mr. Patrons Pick. Jeremy Weltman, we have Twisted Steve Hoker, and we have Steven Saylor. Thank you, all of you, for all of your support. I immensely appreciate it, and I thank you for listening to this episode. You could be listening to or watching a million other things, but you choose to spend your time with me here. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome, everyone, to the November 4th edition of the Signals from Mars live stream. I am Victor, and uh, yeah, nothing like messing up the days you're interviewing someone. So no, no, he is legend interview tonight. I'll be doing that on Monday, and I'll be releasing that later. So uh, anyway... Let me welcome to the show the one, the only, Dr. Poison, Mr. Brad Dahl. How are you, uh, Mr. Yarg Metal? That's right. Got the Yarg hat on. Hey, I'm doing well. How about you, Victor? Outside of uh, not reading dates correctly, I'm doing well. Uh, dates are confusing. Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> Is the kind of stuff you and your wife warned me about? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, 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 you never know what day it is. You never know what time it is. You know, you know what's amazing to me is after being over there uh, and realizing what time it is over there right now, mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's that's nuts. Because, I mean, it seems like it should be my time right now over there where you are. And that, that's not 11 p.m., right? It's 10 p.m. We've already switched our oh. clocks. Oh, okay. All right. So there's PM. only a seven-hour difference instead of the usual eight-hour difference. That's until Sunday. And then you guys switch. Then we catch up. Oh, so yeah. See, I can't keep track of all that stuff. So You can uh, thank George W. Bush for that, who <laughs> decided that... The U.S. needed to change um, a, a week later. And then in oh, yeah. spring, the U.S. changes two weeks ahead of the rest of the world. So, yeah, yeah. They, well, it's it's still a constant fight over here, whether or not we should just do away with this madness. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Jeremy I, I, is saying it is only 9 p.m. for him. He's always oh, an hour behind, but no problem. Um, What's early? Oh, he yeah. Caught him eating dinner. Is he joining in? I Jeremy? I don't know. I sent him the link. Jeremy, you Hi. joining us or are you going to be in the chat tonight? Yeah. Well. Let's see what he says. I, as, as, as an incentive, I'm wearing a shirt that uh, Jeremy got me. So. Really? What is that? It is uh, Thaddeus Gonzalez, someone okay. that I need to interview that uh, Jeremy spoke, uh, saw him in concert and he talked him up to uh, to come on and do an interview. He said yes. And uh, unfortunately, I've just never reached out yet. Oh, I was going to say, how did I miss that interview? But I guess it hasn't happened. That's why I've uh, missed it. So Jeremy will be on in 10 minutes. Okay. I will hold off on his... Um, he had a few suggestions for some topics okay. to discuss. Uh, he, he's probably having his supper. There. It could be. I, I don't mean, know. I don't in, know. In the UK, I think in the UK they have uh, early dinners like they do in the US. Okay. Yeah. Uh, welcome to uh, Antoni, Mr. Espin. It is... Uh, 10 o'clock for him as well. He is uh, in Barcelona, so we are... Uh, hello, Barcelona. Oh, wow, you've been <laughs> practicing your, your Castilian seas. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as you found out hanging out with me, my Spanish doesn't really play well in Spain. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, 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 yes. My wife was none too pleased when I told the story when I got home. She didn't like that? So, um, uh, Antoni, just to uh, set this up, uh, I met Brad and his wife uh, in Bilbao. Uh, we were at the Guggenheimen. We were at the dog that is in front of the Guggenheimen. A young uh, woman came up to me and asked if I could take her picture. Yeah, apparently you were the, the less creepiest of the two of us. Well, I so guess for her out of every, everyone there because she came... <laughs> Straight out. She gave me you. Yes. And uh, Brad says to her, "Ah, está bueno? Está bueno? Uh, (laughs) uh, Did he do it right? Está bien? Está bueno in Spain is, is he hot? Basically. And she she says to Brad, she says, como? What? (laughs) Está bueno. He reiterated. He doubled down. He doubled down on that. And then finally she she said, Si, si, está bueno. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I think I'm, she, I'm a good wingman. I think she was peer pressured into saying that, you know. So, <laughs> oh man. So I told my wife, I said, wouldn't you agree? So she did, uh, didn't she? Well, she, she, she did. So okay. uh, she said, right. you know, you know what she said to me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so uh, anyway, and for the, for those that don't know, if you guys have been checking out recent episodes of the show, you'll hear this. It's kind of low, isn't it? It is low. Okay, but it hold is on. mostly bass and drums. I will, so uh, by definition, low. It is. It is on the low end. Um, where is this? Okay, let me turn the volume up. Let me know if this is too loud now. It's perfect. So if you hear that at the beginning of the podcast now, that is more or less the two people that you're seeing on screen. So that's Brad on the bass. And those drums are something that I programmed in Superior Drummer 3 uh, with the intent of recording live drums to that someday. Uh, but it has been a paralyzingly crushing day or week, I should say, where it is it is ridiculous how much stuff has been going on this week. My kids are off of school, shitty weather, and you'd think, oh, we're not leaving the house, so they'd have plenty of time to do things. Nope. So uh, eventually we'll get to that. Anyway, I did release two podcast episodes today. It is the um, October 21st edition of Signals from Mars with um, Ed Ferguson. And also the podcast version of my interview with Tommy from the Australian band Dead City Ruins. Now, tonight after this show ends, we'll premiere the video version of my interview with Timmy. Not to be confused with Tommy from Dead City Ruins, but Timmy Ruff from the German band The New Roses. So that will be later today. And uh, Brad, as much as they told me last week that, oh no, you can, you can schedule that and play that interview um, while you're still in the studio. You can't because until we got out of the studio, last week's interview did not play. So. Hmm. Oh, so how's how's this going to work going forward? Hey, so essentially what will happen is when we've wrapped up for the night um, and after all the off-camera shenanigans are, are over, uh, I will just schedule that interview and it will start up five minutes later. So um, there you go. And uh, 
Joining us at the same time that Jeremy is joining us is your dog. She jumped right up on the couch to say at the same time that we uh, <laughs> we we turned the camera on for Jeremy. But uh, Jeremy, how are you tonight? Yeah, good. Thanks. How's everyone there? Uh, everyone is doing well. We have good audio so far, uh, so oh, that is a positive. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you sound really good, Jeremy. Because uh, I'm right by the speaker tonight, so I'm back in the old position sitting at the table right next to it so hopefully it'll be okay um so we exchanged some messages and um brad says he's got some topics to possibly bring up but jeremy sent me his so we're gonna go with with jeremy first and by the way jeremy did you did you get a look at the t-shirt or the shirt that i'm wearing yeah exactly uh that's the Gonzales one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. Looks good on you. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? The second, the second time we're talking uh, about my looks on the show. We need to stop this. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so wait, 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 before you go on. So, so you saw this person uh, perform, right, Jeremy? That's. Yeah. Yeah. I've got his album as well. The album's really good. Um, it was on the Ripple Music label. I heard about him okay. first. Uh, and then he, he played at a local pub near me. Uh, uh, and there was probably it was a Monday night. Uh, there were two other bands on at the same time. And this guy, he gets up on the, the tables and says, it's great. But he's got, he's got some good songs. So, you know, I like his stuff. So is it just him or is it a band or what? Yeah. Well, he had a backing band, but they, he got the band, hired the band in the UK. So they were sort of like a, you know, a, a, a hired guns and, and they were just a UK tour. Um, and a band, but I think, I don't know if you can hear me. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm getting a bit of feedback. You're getting feedback now. Okay. Because yeah, I adjusted something on, on the audio. Jeez, Victor. You get, how about now? Feedback now? I don't, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, he's great live. And I'd say he's got some good songs. I really like his latest album. Uh, and he's a really friendly, you know, really, really personable, very approachable. So, uh, you know, it's good. Where is he from? Well, he's from the US. Um, I've got a feeling he. He's from New York area. Um, okay. I've got a feeling he's also, he's, he's done a bit of support act stuff. Or I'm sure he's written on his blog that he's actually supported Slash on tour, which I presume he came the first the first act in maybe three, hmm. three bands or something, or he played in a small place. Uh, that, that, that he'd, um, you know, he'd done a bit of support stuff there. Um, I think he's done about three, three, maybe four albums. I think three, three albums. Um, um, and the first two are okay. This one is, is really good. Okay. How would you classify his music? Well, it's sort of like a bit of, it's like sort of old rock stroke heavy stuff. You know, it's classic rock sound, but it's okay. more, more sort of, it's, it's got a different sort the vibe to it really I, I can't really describe it that much I, I just recommend you you know 
just have a listen to the Check um, it out. To, yeah there's some, good, there's some good songs there's what there's some on there about horses i can't remember what it's called now because i haven't actually listened to time i'll probably go and give it a listen tomorrow now after we've we've had a chat about this <laughs> um but there's a mixture on there he does he does sort of good type ballad stuff but he does some where he really rocks it his actual singing is very very slightly off key it's it's weird <laughs> no but i don't want to put you off because once you tune into it it's, it's okay. really good but but it's, but it's a song you know really good song i want to hear this so ty, type his name in the the chat for me i don't not, yeah you can do that still can't you yeah 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 type, so, type his name in the chat so we can uh, give him a shout out so if anybody else wants to check him out as I can't read Victor's shirt that well. Hey, look, there's Johan. Yeah. And, Como uh, estas, amigo? Oh, yeah, hello, hello. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Uh, well, I'm wearing a shirt that Jeremy sent me from a, a show that he went to go see. Um, someone by the name of uh, Thaddeus Gonzalez. And uh, he's on Ripple. Which, uh, for the most part, I mean, their their wheelhouse is stoner rock and metal, and more classic rock type stuff. Stuff on the on the heavier side It's definitely underground stuff. And um, I, the funny thing with the Ripple, I've yet to hear a band on their label that I don't like. So uh, that's that's kind of a good thing. So uh, and oh, at, well, uh, I'll check it out. Show, show you show you a shirt, Victor. I can see. I only see this. Ah, yeah. Okay. Fair. Unfortunately, it wouldn't fit me that I think because I'm I'm a bit smaller. So. Um... <laughs> yeah. Jer- 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 Jeremy's bigger in all the right areas. His brain. All right. There you go. Uh, anyway, um, I'd like to just point out that the camera does add like twenty pounds. So. I, I, I can vouch for see, seeing Victor in real life. He's he's much uh, much more svelte. Yeah, well, let's not get carried away. Three times. You won't say that about me. About appearances. Um, muy, anyway, muy guapo. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have welcomed Johan from from Sweden uh, on the show. Uh, Johan, now do I keep calling you the metal politician? Do I not call you the metal politician? Do I call you the metal chef? What what exactly should I be calling you now? Is this live? Yeah, this is live, of course. <laughs> and, uh, then I have, uh, I have to say that uh, we will uh, wait a couple of days and then I will okay. tell you. Uh, well... Uh, so huh? will we'll continue to keep us in suspense. So, but, so right but I, well, yes. I'm still a politician, absolutely a politician, okay. but, uh, we are still waiting for, uh, the new assignments for the next four years. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's see. So Jeremy sent me uh, a few things to, to discuss tonight. Uh, first on his list is uh, where's John Sykes? No, we did this already, Jeremy. We're still yeah. looking for John Sykes. <laughs> hey, Brad, did you run into uh, John Sykes anywhere throughout your cruise? 
Um, I think he was in uh, France in that one port that I couldn't uh, get off the ship because the French, the French people are so efficient at running their shuttle buses. Not like Spain. Spain, top shelf. I mean, they charge you an extra 10% for everything in Spain, but wow. uh, they, at least they get you where you're going. The, 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 the politicians need to make their money here in Spain. They, they need to make sure that, you know, they got to keep going to the golf courses. They got to keep paying for expensive dinners. So I don't know how it is in Sweden, but here in Spain, the politicians make sure that, you know, all their meals are covered at least. There's well, their friends, their families, and so on and so forth. <laughs> we hey, are poor is. politicians here in Sweden, so <laughs> we don't <laughs> we don't make a lot of money. Okay. Um, yeah. So let let's see. Um, Jeremy, you mentioned you listened to three albums. What three albums did you listen to? Yeah, some album called Vulture's Paradise. Uh, Stranger Vision uh, with the, an album, and um, the album The Blood of Creation by Iron Kingdom. So uh, I can't say I was overly thrilled by all, any of those, but, but they were all something that I put on while I was working. Uh, and I did listen to them all. So, you know, uh, um, and I think there's a lot of those sort of albums that are coming out at the moment, you know, stuff out there that is brilliant. it's few and far between and the rest is sort of you know it's all listenable stuff so I'm not going to diss them um, like good it's a sort of heavy side sort of sounding uh, album it's about I'm from Texas years I don't know if you've heard of them you, you may well have uh, and that was that was okay uh, and then, uh, as I say Wasteland that's a power metal band from Italy um I'm not sure whether you've actually featured them. But anyway, so the second album, uh, the first one came out last year. It's not that powerful and not that sort of epic. Um, but it's, you know, again, it's... it's and the third one was this uh, Iron Kingdom band, which is from Canada. Uh, and that was had a sort of epic style metal sound to it. Um, they've been active since 2011. And I quite like that, you know. What um, the singing was okay. It had, to, uh, I'd say, it was quite a, quite an old style. Just priest in there, bits of Iron Maiden, little bits of this, little bits of that. Uh, I think they had a very long, even it's long, where they tried to go even more epic. Um, and again, you know, they were all to listen to, but nothing special. Nothing, nothing really hit me this week. Yeah, today this week today was kind of a weird week because I tried to listen to a bunch of things. I was kind of short on time, but what I listened to, I didn't really find anything that grabbed me. You know, the, everything was just kind of okay. I, I mentioned it during my Patreon podcast. I listened to, um, black mirrors, which is a, a female duo. And it's very, very reminiscent of uh, heavier nineties, alternative rock. I listened to a little bit of the Devin Townsend, which kind of bored me, which disappointed me because I either really like Devin's stuff or, or I don't care for it. You know, there's kind of no in between for with me and Devin Townsend. 
Um, I listened to the 96 Bitter Beings, which I'd posted a few videos on the Patreon. And the videos, I think, were the best songs on the album. I posted three videos. Those were cool. And about halfway through the album, I'd started to get bored because it felt like like I'd already listened to the album already with the first half, you know? Mm. Um, I listened to a little bit of uh, uh, Lars Ulrich's kids band, the uh, Taipei Houston, but I didn't really get to dive into it as much as I wanted to. I, I hope to do that this weekend. Uh, my best way of describing them is that they sound like Royal Blood, but instead of being influenced by John Bonham on the drums, it's more of a Ginger Baker type approach mm. to the drums, where it's more like a jazz type, more a little bit more chaotic, a little bit more eclectic with the playing. But I need to check more of that out. Uh, there's a few other things I didn't get to check out. I wanted to check out the Eccentrics album, which is a band that I first heard of back in the 90s. And um, I'm trying to think. There's another band that I've posted in Patreon. Um, I don't remember the name right now. I, I suck at preparing. Uh, but uh, but members of Eccentrics are in this other band. They're an L.A. like Iron Maiden, -y, Judas Priest type band. Hmm. But um, yeah, but the Eccentrics album, what what I've heard off of it sounds really cool. So I really want to. Dig into that. Hopefully this weekend. Um, Johan, have you been listening to anything lately? Doesn't matter if it's new. Uh, just something you've been listening to that's really that's really stuck with you over the last few days. Uh, yeah, today I had uh, uh, I, I was working alone for the first time in um, in a long time because it's just a it's a break here in Sweden, so I was alone in the kitchen. Uh, so I listened to the new Queen Strike album, new okay. and new, but Digi Digital Noise Alliance, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's a great album. I listened yeah. from uh, start to finish, and I uh, started a little skipping, uh, but uh, it's sounds like Queen Strike without the really good songs. So <laughs> they, it's good, but. They miss Chris DeGarmo, of course. Uh, so it's great album, but without the hooks. Uh, uh, that's what I have to say about it. I listened to Blessing in Disguise by Metal Church. Okay. A great album from uh, the, the album After the Dark. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little, yeah, if you like Metal Church, you should listen to it. It's a good good album. Uh, Is that their latest one, Johan? No, he's saying it's their... Uh, no, After the Dark. It's... Uh, oh, oh, old 88, album. perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not a huge album, but yeah, it's good. And I was uh, going back... <laughs> I was listening to an album called Rescue You by Jolene Turner. Okay. That's an album that I only see in the cover when I was mm -hmm. uh, younger. And I never bought it, never heard it. So I listened to it today. Great AOR album. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's, yeah, I like Jolene Turner. Uh, good music. Have you, have you heard the latest album by him? Have you heard his latest album? No, no. Right. 
right? It's quite yeah. I, yeah, I heard one better. song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, carry on. I was just wondered if you'd heard it. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you guys think of this whole thing where he's decided that he's gonna wear the wig for his old songs and he's gonna not gonna wear the wig for the new songs? I mean, do, do let's be honest. People are there for his voice. It doesn't matter to me, and I'm I'm not the hugest Jolene Turner fan, but if I see him. I don't care if he's wearing the wig. He's trying to make the comparison that, hey, well, Kiss wears wigs and other bands wear wigs. So I'm just doing the same thing. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. And, and I get it. I applaud him for taking it off and kind of being a spokesman, you know, for a lot of people that I've, I've played in bands with people that, uh, that, that wear wigs. You know, I, I, yeah, oh yeah, I, I played drums in a, in uh, I tried out the, no, well, we should, we showed up <laughs> and the guy was wearing one wig when he greeted us at the door. And then when we went to the basement to jam. He was wearing a different wig. So he had a short wig to go to work and he had a long blonde haired wig when he was the singer. So, I, I don't know. I, guess. I, I, I wish we had John Bush here to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he had wait. He has worn a wig. Has did he, he wear a wig when they did the the Metallica thing? No, 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 no. He was, was that. He was completely bald. He's, I remember him wear him. He did wear. I mean, it was when they first got back together again. No, he's. He's been bald since uh, Anthrax's Volume Eight, so that yeah, yeah. No, I know he's been bald for a long time, but no, I I know that they did a show where for a moment they all wore wigs. It was oh, kind okay. of a, like a th a throwback thing, and of course t it took them off. I mean, okay. but yeah, I don't I don't know. It's easy for us with hair to 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 talk about this, um, <laughs> you know. But look. <laughs> But but I I'd like to think that if this ever ever decided to go somewhere, that I'd be okay with it. Is that a, a wig? No, it's sure it's a really bad wig. Yes. <laughs> wow, yeah, everyone has hair. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, it's a, if it makes you feel better, Johan, I can't grow a mustache or a beard. So that makes me feel better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. It, again, it's easy for me to say, uh, but I just don't. I mean, I'd like to think if my hair fell out, I'd be okay with it, and just whatever happens, happens. But uh, yeah, um, but there must be quite a few out there now wearing hats and as well, and, and obviously they're going bald. They've got um, fully bald, and mm -hmm. you know what? What the hell does it matter? You know, you see. Joe Satriani, you see others who haven't got hair now, and they look as cool as fuck. They they, they look amazing. Wimps with no hair. Um, uh, Johan looks cool. I don't even think about it. it it's just it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, when you think about it, there's quite a lot of our rock stars now. They've got, I've got short hair. Um, Victor's got long hair. Um, 
you know, was was it Mary? It's all about their playing. Um, you know, and Joe Linton, yeah. he's gone now, bored. He really like. What is the point of going back to what he was before? Yeah. I mean, that's just it's wearing costumes that he wore. It's you know, he doesn't need to do it. We're just there to you know, his new album's great. He's still singing okay. Um, just play the music. I, I think yeah. of, I think of Elton John. Okay, Elton John wore a wig. Oh, yeah. He he didn't want to anymore, so he he got you know whatever operation he had done, and mm. you know if he's happy with that, that's cool. But to take it off, one you know. So what happens if he starts to mix his setup? Does he you know put it on one song, take it off for the next song? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I- I don't know. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I am. Well, uh, Matthias uh, Jabs has not embraced his boldness. Yeah. Well, neither uh, neither has uh, Klaus Mein or uh, what's the name of the guitarist in mm. Saxon, Jeremy, uh, who had a, this bad, you know, sa- sun cap during the eighties. <laughs> oh, Paul Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah, Paul Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's... and there's going to be more of them, isn't there? If you think about it. Michael Schenke, when do you ever see him without his his bobble hat? Well, he has, isn't it? That he wears it for every well, concert. So, what, is it, what is it with that hat problem. anyway? And, <laughs> and um, glasses on the top. <laughs> yeah, Billy Gibbons is the same. He's wearing. <laughs> yeah, what you know? What does he wears? I I, yeah. I unfortunately got to see some of the people that uh, Johan mentioned at the airport without their hats on, and it was one of these. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've told this story a bunch of times. Yeah. We we were at the airport in Paris. Scorpions show up, and when they went through security check, they had to take uh, had to take their hats off. So. Um, but Interesting. The thing is, you got to remember, you got to remember that uh, Class Mind's what seventy-one, I suppose. He's he's early seventies, right. isn't he? I mean, he's so you man. know, when they're when he's in seventies, you know, over half of them are going to be going to be losing their hair or going grey or whatever. The age catches up with all of this. So. I I suspect that Rudolph has probably had some type of operation or something as well because. Um, he Rudolph still looks like he's in his forties, so yeah. uh, <laughs> you yeah. know he's he's, he's plenty of stuff done, I'm sure. But um, but as as Rudolph, he's uh, he looks like he's in his forties, but he acts like it as well on stage. I mean, right? He's he's I mean he's super fit and he's moving around, yeah. and he's probably in the same age as my dad. And I would like to see my dad run around like that. That would be fun. But yeah, so Rudolph, I think is uh, is he, you know, he's keeping his health very good. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 got to go out there and play with Mick Jagger one day. See uh, who the who can run around the most. They they're probably similar in age. The two of them. There's probably not too many years between them. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they both got to be in their 70s. Yeah. 
anyway, Brad, what have you been listening to lately? Anything of note? Um, yeah, I, I've, I actually did listen to a full album this week. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Pretty crazy that I had time to do that. Oh, wait, but, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to Orianthi's new album. Okay. Rock Candy. And I really liked it. I yeah. really liked it. I, yeah, I thought the songs were just excellent. And that's the main reason I liked it. I, I think her singing is really good. Uh, sometimes with female vocalists, of course, I guess male vocalists have the same problem too, or they just kind of sound the same, you know, or the tone's a little bit kind of eh, not not enjoyable. But I thought her, I, th- I, th- I think her voice is really good, uh, easy to listen to. Uh, she's, she really sings and she really plays. And, you know, for considering that guitar is probably what she's most known for, uh, the guitar playing, I mean, is there, but it's not like pushed, right. Know, pushed way out there. Like this is a guitar album kind of thing. It's a song album. And it, I, anyway, I really, really enjoyed it. And the good news is she didn't cover Rebel Yell. So good job, <laughs> Ryanthi. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, the thing that stood out to me as well. Her her playing is for the song. So as yeah. good as the soloing is, it fits everything. I really think that the this album is is good. It's every song is different. So you've yeah, got yeah. blues on there, you've got hard rock, you've got pop rock on there. It it's like an old album, but with a new feel and I, I I think she did really good. I think, um, I mean, I only have her last three albums. I think this album blows away the other two that she put out on Frontiers before this. So I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I think, she, yeah, I, I hope she gets some traction with this. And yeah, uh, I'm certainly going to do my part because I, I think a lot of the material on there fits going to fit well with Yard Metal. So because it rocks, you know, it's cool. It, just good rock and stuff. So anyway, I really enjoyed that. I started listening to A to Z. I, I don't know if that's how you say it or is it A Z. No, it's A to Z. That's a real problem, that name. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> uh and I really like what I've heard. I haven't heard the whole album yet. And uh, but I really, really like it. And the funny thing is I'd forgotten who was in the band when I started listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I know there's like somebody guys from other bands in here. And it took me a while and I thought, God, that sounds like Ray Alder. But it, yeah. it doesn't sound, it sounds like him, but it's not him being fate's warning Ray Alder. And right. he, he really, guy, that guy can sing. He's a really great singer, but uh, his performance on this stuff is really good. But this, there again, the songs, I think the songs are fantastic. I thought the drumming was uh, a little bit busy, mm-hmm. but, he, but it worked. I mean, he somehow made it work. So you're kind of like, you know, there's a lot of, not just, there's none of this straight beat stuff. Yeah, uh, but it works. And then the other, the other, the guitar player's kind of downplayed a bit. He comes out once in a while, uh, but he's really good. And I like the fact that the keyboards in there are actual keyboard parts. They're part of the song. Mm-hmm. It's not just mimicking what the guitar player is doing. And that, like that, that I don't like that in music where the the keyboards are just kind of jammed in there, emphasizing stuff rather than actually having a part. So. Uh, and the bass playing is great. So there you go. It's a, a very, very good album. Yeah. So those are the two things I listen to. Ray actually lives in Spain also. So he's been living here for uh, a while. I believe his wife or girlfriend or whatever is from 
uh, Madrid. So that's where he's been living. And the drummers, uh, Mark Zonder, who was the drummer in Fate's Warning for years, also played with uh, Graham Bonnet and, and a bunch of other people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't sound like, like Fate's Warning. It's interesting because they released that and then uh, Jim um, uh, Mateos, uh, the guitarist, released the King's America album with the uh, singer from, is it from FM that is the singer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Steve. Steve uh, um, Overland. God, Overland. Steve yeah. Overland. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, so it's interesting that various members of the Fate's Warning family have released two albums within weeks of one another. That's how nothing like Fate's Warning, because also this is like his stab at doing something more, um, I don't want to say commercial, but more straight ahead rock as opposed to all the prog stuff. So that's uh, interesting to me. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really good. I didn't hear the other one, though, the Jim Mateos one. Okay. What do you think of that? Have you I haven't to listened to the whole thing, just the singles. I know that uh, Mike Jones said that he listened to it and said that uh, he enjoyed it. Okay. What's the name of the, the outfit again? Kings of America. America? Like America, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It'd be a great t-shirt. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy mentioned that there are rumors for download, and this could also play into rumors for Sweden Rock as well because they happen around the same time. Uh, For those that don't know, when these festivals come around, bands plan their routing to play a bunch of these festivals in a row. They may play day one of download, then they're at day two of another festival, then, you know, so on and, and so forth. So, uh, Jeremy, what have you heard so far? Yeah. So this is a good timing announcement next week, the download festival. Uh, and I think also they've added on an extra day festival as well. Uh, so I think they're going to start on a Thursday. Um, oh, wow. So, but I'm not, yeah, yeah you know, a big headliner day, but if, if it is, then, you know, we're, we're looking at four headliners. And as a, um, the first uh, and the main one I've heard is Slipknot. Okay. Um, so I think that's announced. Uh, I've, I've heard a small rumor that Metallica may be playing. My own rumor, which I'm going to create now, is that I think possibly Def Leppard and Motley Crue have announced a few dates in the UK already. I think they've announced four or five uh, stadium. There's one not far from me in the summer at this strange festival that I've never heard of. Uh, um, it's north west of England um, near Blackpool, um, which is a, a weird thing. They don't always have a lot of heavy metal on. But anyway, going back to download, I think possibly they might be on a sort of a um, Maybe on the Sunday. So I'm going with, I'm definitely going with Slipknot. I think that's sort of like a chance. Um, I'm thinking Metallica's a, a 60% chance and maybe Def Leppard and Motley Crue. So, you know, maybe one of those or two of those or even three. <laughs> <laughs> 
Johan, how many of those bands would you like to see at Sweden Rock? Well, uh, Sweden Rock has uh, released. Uh, they uh, expanded. So the Wednesday, who were, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Sheep Day, uh, the headline last year were Megadeth. This year, uh, next year, I mean, uh, will be uh, Def Leppard and Motley Crue playing Wednesday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, mm. And Thursday, as a headliner, is still open. Uh, Friday, Iron Maiden. Wow. Okay. And uh, Saturday is Ghost. Huh. Mm. So uh, right. I bought the ticket. As soon as they released them, actually. Uh, great bands, except for Motley Crue, who I have seen many times now. And uh, ah, very disappointing band. But Def Leppard always delivers, uh, you know, a perfect show. And the rest of the bands, of course. Mm. So uh, the bands I would... Not rumor, but if if I if I could take a guess, I would say uh, as a smaller band, Arch Enemy, of course. Um, Jeremy, you said Metallica. Why not? Yeah. This is the thirtieth yeah. anniversary of um, Sweet Rock, so why not Metallica mm. on the Thursday? Uh, and if they book Metallica on the Thursday, I guess there would be a lot of smaller bands because they can't afford much more right. and that and that will be good because uh, you yeah. know i like to see smaller bands it's good yeah, i mean if you do, see a do, ten, do they, yeah yeah British bands there i mean if, if they put a lot of smaller bands on would they be a lot of bands from sweden or would international bands international acts on uh, Johan, you, you're cutting out. We can't hear you. Uh-oh. No, let me see. All I did was switch the camera or the, the angle. Let's see if uh, if Ed talks, will it come out of Johan's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ed. Nothing. We can't hear anything. Hello, guys. Yeah, we can hear Ed. Yeah, we can hear Ed. Okay. Um, so uh, I was going to ask, um, I guess Johan will be back in a second, but um, you guys are, are mentioning that Def Leppard and Motley Crue. I've seen tickets. Um, I think they're playing June 24th here in Spain, in Madrid. Um Jeremy, seeing them with uh, John Five, is that a selling point for you? Are, are you interested to see Motley Crue with John Five? No, we were on the farewell tour, and so I've seen all four band members. Um, I don't really want to see, you know, I'm not desperate to see them. As Johan mentioned before, you know, I think Def Leppard are a fantastic live the material that I like. Uh, recently but like as a live act they're fantastic a lot of the hits off you know the the 80s 90s hits and and so it'll be it'll be a good I'd definitely like to see them 
Um, not so keen on Motley Crue. Um, but, you know, going back to what Johan's in as well, that would be really good to see again because uh, I see them several times and they're always, they're always good live. As, as we mentioned last week with Brad and with Metal Dan, um, Motley Crue did not, Mick Mars was not the problem in Motley Crue. So as good of a guitarist that John Five is, you still he got, might be the best singer in the band now. He, he may be. He may be the only one actually singing live as well. But uh, Johan, let's mm-hmm. see. Let's see if we can hear you. Shake one two, one two. Perfect. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. As I was saying, you know, I think uh, I'm. I would be really happy if they, uh, you know, uh, booked uh, smaller, uh, you know, smaller Swedish bands like Eclipse or. Uh, uh, Crash Diet, because mm-hmm. actually Eclipse and Crash Diet are so good bands that they, to be honest, they deserve a bigger spot because the songs they make uh, are so. Um, I mean, I think they are they are deserving more space in the metal metal community in the world. Uh, uh, so, uh, as well as the uh, some other foreign bands, uh, and I think that Sweden Rock will also book some cheap classic bands, like yeah, you know, for example, Anvil, Angel Witch, uh, you know, for example. But uh, yeah, so uh, I hope for some really big bands and uh, a lot of small bands that you can discover. There is a lot. For example, tonight, the uh, I think American band Coven. Okay. Yeah, you know Coven with, with the, the female singer. Yeah, Jeremy spoke to the singer not too long ago, right? They're they're yeah. British, aren't they? Kind of a devil with, worship with, band. With, yeah. Say that again. Coven. Coven. Yeah. Coven. Coven. C O V E N. Coven. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm 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 mixing that up. I, I thought when you did your uh, patrons pick uh, that Coven was one of them, but I'm I'm. No, that was con- Clo- that was Cloven Hoof. Cloven. Ah. Ah. Yeah. All right. R- wrong. Uh, r- r- wrong. Doom metal band with a female singer. <laughs> yeah, Cloven, Cloven Hoof's good. Uh, thanks, Jeremy, for that tip. Yeah. Yeah, they play, uh, you know, 30 kilometers from uh, my house tonight. So, uh, in, um, uh, I don't know if you heard of it, but this, this is a small, very, uh, a festival called Muskelrock, mus- Muscle Rock, if you translate it uh, directly. <laughs> Uh, it, it always happens uh, a week before Sweden Rock, mm-hmm. and they book small bands like, you know, Angel Witch or the Canadian Viking rocker Thor, you know, right. if mm-hmm. you remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bands like that, old cult bands uh, combined with new bands that sounds like the band's did before mm-hmm. uh, for example the Swedish band uh, Wolf right. uh, 
and they have started this community, metal community, and they book bands uh, and they play. It's a good live community, just yeah, you know, close to me. Because, but, but, but I'm 50, so I, I'm sitting here in my kitchen. But uh, younger people who like metal, I think, are there now. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Did oh, you even? How about Manimal? How about who, Brad? Manimal. You know the the guy, the singer you talked to, interviewed last year. Manimal. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah, do they ever play? I know, I know. There you go. I mean, they, they. I, I really like them a lot. But I know. Um, I don't. I don't know where they they get much love there in their home country. Uh, they they've been doing shows because I've seen on social media that they've been posting. Okay. Uh, pictures and videos of of shows. I don't know how recent they've been. But um, but yeah, they they have been posting stuff recently. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, there's a lot of great rock bands in Sweden. You think you could fill out a whole day there with a, a lot of the good bands that are there. So yeah, yeah well, a, a band that uh, some of you guys started um, catching on to with their covers, uh, Sorcerer, who I interviewed them. I interviewed the one guitarist, I guess at this point, going on a year or two. It's probably closer to two years ago. But um, I saw that they're recording new music. So um, that that should be really good. Yeah. Um, Another thing uh, on this uh, impressive list here is uh, tomorrow is the whole Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. Uh, Judas Priest... K.K. Downing, Les Binks, uh, all playing with Priest tomorrow. No. Yeah. Really? They're doing three mm. songs, and K.K. and Les Binks are going to be on stage. There's going to be three guitars, and Les is going to play one of the three songs with them. Um, who's, who's broadcasting that? Is it HBO? HBO. But I think that's going to be one of these things where they um, – they edit that and release it later on. Okay. But um, yeah, I'd like to see that. Ed, what are your thoughts on uh, Priest with KK and Les Banks? And uh, w- will they do anything outside of breaking the law, uh, living after midnight, and you've got another thing coming? W- will they swerve us and play something different to incorporate, you know, maybe a little bit more of uh, Les Banks's era? Uh, probably not. <laughs> you know, they'll probably play it safe, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. Do what everybody knows how to do easily. Yeah. Uh, how no, do you play any of those songs? Hold on, Brad. What, what was that, Ed? Do you know how you watch that? Will it be broadcast somewhere? Yeah, I, th- I, think, it? it's, I think HBO is going to be the one broadcasting it, but it's not going to be live. It's going to be like in a month or two. They edit the show and then they... They release it um, usually a month or two after the the actual uh, performance. I don't know if they'll release anything on YouTube or or if you know we'll start to see stuff posted to banned social media or not. But um, uh, I, I don't know. Do you guys think um, 
that this will signal KK doing more with the band? Or do you guys think that that bridge has been burned so much that there's no way that he's coming back? Brad is saying no. No to the first question. Yes to the second question. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Jeremy, do you think uh, no way that uh, KK comes back at this point? I think there's a possibility. I thought that he wouldn't, and I would have, if you'd have asked me that six months ago, I would have probably said a flat. I just think there's a little bit of an opportunity. I think KK doesn't really want to pursue his own KK to want to produce another album. Um, I think he always wanted to get back in the band, and he still mentioned that many times, and you know, he's been a, a bit annoyed that they've not asked him him and then they letters that he sent and you know that's obviously bad blood somewhere between him and the management and what have you about two or three members of the band and obviously not Glenn but Glenn's not really in the band he's just it and maybe uh, you know writing songs they're releasing a new album and we know also we don't know whether he'll be able to continue forever because he's had two options Operations now on his. We don't know, you know, what the long-term uh, uh, outlook is for him, really, because mm-hmm. you know. He, and so there is a possibility, I think, now that, that he might. And I think it, you know, we've seen this with other bands, haven't we, in the past, where we thought it's never going to happen. And in some ways, I, I quite like it. In other ways, I'm not sure because I'm not. Now I want to watch them as a, a live actor. I just want to hear the you know the new music that they, they produce. But we'll wait, wait and see. I mean, let's see what happens when they when they all you know they're all on stage together. So so here's one thing to consider. Uh, Firepower at this point came out in 2018. They've been talking about this new album for two years now. The whole Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing happened earlier this year. Is it possible that the reason that they haven't done more with that album is because, in fact, KK is on that album and they're just waiting for all of this to go down uh, before announcing it? Johan, do do you think that there's a chance that KK goes back? Do you think we hear him on a new Judas Priest album? Yes, I think it's a chance because, you know, money is money. So, yeah, it could happen. Absolutely. That, that's a good point. Does does KK being in the band get them more money from promoters? Because that's now three, three out of five original members. I, yeah, I don't know, but I think that if... KK, at least in Europe, if if he's in a band, it, it would give them a lot more credibility uh, to, uh, I mean, it would be a bigger crowd on the biggest stage at Sweden Rock if KK were in the band. Okay. That's my opinion, but uh, I don't know if I'm wrong, but mm. yeah. Yeah, they'd also be a bigger thing in the UK as well, because obviously... We know them as, uh, you know, Glenn. See, Glenn's just coming on for the odd song now at the end. But, you know, with KK back in the band, I think, you know, different thing than just having Sneep in there. 
Yeah. Uh, Antoni just brought up a good point. Andy Sneep's wage versus KK's wage. If KK comes back, is it uh, is it as an employee where he has no say, or does he come back as a full fledged member just like before? Ed, what do you think? Yeah, but you have to. Um, I think he'd probably be a hired gun this time. I think yeah. that's the way it usually turns out with every band. Right. It goes through that, isn't it? Yeah. And, and also that would probably be a way of them to be able to control the narrative as well. They, they'd be able to, you know, clamp down on his comments and, and stuff like that, where obviously if he's not in the band and if, I mean, I would imagine if things don't work out now, rock and roll hall of fame goes down um, they decide to not move ahead with him in, in any way, shape, or form. I'm thinking if the shit didn't already hit the fan, it's going to definitely hit it now because I think there's going to be so many expectations from him, from maybe fans, that we may see things get ugly. If he's brought back, he's brought in as an employee, again, they can... They can use all that against them. Say, hey, you know, what were you doing without us? You weren't touring. You weren't playing, you know, you, you weren't playing big festivals like us. You weren't, you know. So there, there's a lot of things that I think they could. There, there are various carrots they could use to kind of bring him back and kind of keep him in check as well. But by the way, um, KK Downing is Spree's company. He's not he's not just a high gun if he comes back he he, he kept um jazz i think of, of judas Priest. um and he he's on he's on their sort of board you know he's uh, and he's earning money from judas priest in some format so you know he's got like interest in in the band as well yeah so that well <clears throat> again but that would be Kind of a first because I think Ed's right. Most of the time when this happens, the person that comes back never has that same, you know, that same pull they had beforehand. You know, they're always brought back as as an employee, you know, hey, you left, we're still here. You know, there's very few bands that have relinquished maybe iron maiden is among the only ones that have done it with bruce and with adrian but because maiden has enough money and enough pull and this big enough crowd that it really didn't matter and also they were coming off of some pretty lean years so giving up a little control like um like what steve harris did at that point played in his favor mm. so the, the other big the other big problem is that you know Richie was a replacement for K. You know, you bring in KK and you've got Richie, you got like two two guys that look the same and uh, act the same kind of the same parts as well. So they'll have to decide what they're playing between them. But that's the problem. I, I don't think that'll be a problem though, because I think Richie's enough of a mm. pro that yeah. I mean, I don't think he'll because remember they were rumoring that they were going to go out as a four piece. And Richie was already saying that he was rewriting some of the songs so that he could 
cover both parts, that he could cover both Glenn and and KK's parts. So I don't think ultimately yeah. that that would be an issue with yeah. them. Yeah, and he's never he's never dissed KK in public either. He's always like, and so I think that would be a good thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think he's he's a smart person. He's he's worked with the Iron Maiden camp first, then he went over to the Priest camp. So I mean, it's it's mm. not as if he's he's new to. He's he's almost like uh, Judas Priest Bruce Kulick. He's he's a he's a hired gun, but he's a guy that's been you know in other big money situations. He's kind of been quiet and and known what to do along the way. Hmm. So the biggest issue on Rob Holford can go on for really. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but I think as much as I can. I've brought up things with Rob in the past. I don't think Rob is at the point where he's like a Vince Neil or he's like a Phil Anselmo or someone like that who's, yes, his voice isn't as strong as what it was before, but his voice isn't completely shot, you know? Hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of kind of a different situation. It's unfortunate that it's not what, you know, we all know it to be, but... Again, like we were talking about before, how old is Rob? He's probably in his late sixties at this point. So I mean, he's he's yeah. given us many many years of of joy. So I don't know that uh, th- that that there's really sure. Can can we nitpick his voice? Of course, but I mean, Priest in comparison to Motley Crue, can you look at Priest and say, ah, this guy obviously is the one that ruins the show for me. I think Priest still pull, puts on a, a fairly decent show. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Osborne next year, and I think um, to be honest, yeah, Priest are, are better. <laughs> um, I think they've, uh, they, not only have they put out more albums, but I think they've put out better albums as well. So, um, Another thing that uh, Jeremy listed on this uh, bunch of questions here that he sent along, uh, two Christmas-related things. One, Christmas songs, are you into them? And two, do you have something on your Christmas list that's music-related? Ed, are you into Christmas music? And... um, do you have anything specific that you're looking forward to maybe getting for Christmas? I'm not ready to listen to it yet, but, you know, probably after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I've got my uh, collection of metal Christmas music. <laughs> my favorite thing that I've been listening to for a few years now is that uh, August Burns Red. Right. Uh, it's about 10 or 12 tracks instrumental, uh, but they're awesome musicians and they're they make all those songs uh real heavy too yeah and uh it's probably the best stuff that i've heard uh i do like halford cds he's got two christmas cds that are good right and then uh, yeah i got a few other things i like to crack out the joan jet and the black hearts uh, little drummer boy stuff like that the kinks right. you know uh father christmas mm-hmm. yeah i got a Nice playlist for every time December rolls around. 
are you are you expecting to uh, receive any music related uh, oh, items yeah. this year? I keep an Amazon list, um, <laughs> you know, with uh, public viewing. Anybody can see it and buy okay. me whatever you'd like and send it right along. <laughs> yeah, throughout the year, uh, unless it's something I have to have right away, mm-hmm. um, I put it on that list so that I'll at least remember. And then, of course, when the wife and daughter are asking me what in the world to get me, I can just I make it easy for them. Or they'll go to the record store and oh, we got two record stores here I can visit and they can get me gift certificates from there. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready to add to my collection. I've been spending the year putting most of my stuff on the discogs so that I'll have a value that I can give to the insurance company. <laughs> and uh, so I've been having a lot of fun, you know, digging into uh, all the different plants that all my records come from and CDs come from. And, and uh, I'm ready to add to it. I, I wonder how accurate they are, because I on discogs, it says that my collection is anywhere from. From six thousand to thirty thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, you got to kind of go with that median, yeah. lower median value. That's right. That's 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 it's it seems kind of out there because whenever you try to sell something, you're you're never getting top dollars. No. Yeah, for me, it's going to be to give to the insurance company in case yeah. I ever had a fire. I'll get that back because <laughs> I put a lot of money into my music over the yeah. years. Absolutely. Johan, what about you? Are you into uh, Christmas music? Uh, and do you have any type of uh, music-related thing that you'd like to get for Christmas this year? Uh, yeah, I love Christmas music. I love Christmas. But uh, uh, as metal, uh, I heard from uh, Rob Halford's uh, uh, album called Celest- Celestial. How do you mm-hmm. pronounce it? Yeah, Celestial? yeah. Yes. Uh, a song called Donner and Blitzen. I like that one. Okay. Is that the classic one? Yeah, that's that's one that uh, gets played in, in the U.S. Yeah. Not here. That's a good song. <laughs> uh, but uh, in, I don't know. I like, if I can get, uh, you know, a good uh, hard rock and, or metal biography as a book, Mm-hmm. For Christmas gift, I'm very happy. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Okay. Brad, how about you? Uh, <clears throat> great question. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know, but I, I've been involved in this Christmas rock production for did 10 years of it, and it was mm-hmm. killed for COVID. Well, actually, it was killed after year 10. Um, but COVID, uh, they talked about bringing it back last year and wasn't able to work it out. But they're bringing it back this year. Mm-hmm. And guess who's not going to be here? Me. So, um, but when I was first asked to do that, I thought, yeah, I don't know. This sounds awful. I mean, Christmas rock music, it just, I don't know. I, I like classic Christmas music. But I got to say, after doing it, I had a blast, had a lot of fun. And so, yeah, but I won't be listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> and anything yeah. uh you'd like to get for christmas that's music related um i would like to be able to hang out with all of you guys that's all i'd want to do there you that's go my, that's my christmas my christmas wish i so far i've checked this box over here 
<laughs> Wait, over here. Yeah. The, yeah. This box. Yeah. So well, now that that's it. I, I got close to Jeremy. I flew over his house on the way home. Uh, but I need to get, I can probably get to Kentucky pretty easy. Um, so, but uh, Sweden is definitely on my to-do list for next year. So, uh, that, but that's all. I mean, I have everything I could possibly want. And so I, I don't need presents. I just need to, I need to hang out with people. That's what I need. That's my, that's my Christmas wish. I was expecting you to say another base, but we'll take your answer. You know, I've got, I, I, I need, I need to get more room on my wall to hang them up uh, before I can add more. <laughs> so no, no new bases for a while. Okay. Um, but I'd like to play more bass. That's for sure. There you go. You know, so, yeah. Uh, so ho hopefully who knows, maybe Victor will ask me to play some more bass for him. There you go. Jeremy, how about you? You can't ever get away from Slade and Wizard here in the UK because they get played every single year. So earning all that money from that song that he did, you know, we'd, we'd all be extremely well met. Um, but my favourites are, I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go fairly main. It's the Rod Stewart Christmas album, which my wife is a massive Rod Stewart fan. We go and see him got into it and we play it on Christmas Day with in the background while we're eating dinner with all the family. And then my favorite rock one is um, there's a song by Magnum called On, on Christmas Day. Uh, which album it's on? It's uh, quite a few albums back now. Probably about six or seven, maybe eight albums. It's a good song though. They released it as a single as well um, more recently. So well worth a listen. And that's about it on the Christmas just music side. I mean, I like all the, the usual stuff that you hear on the, you know, YouTube or on the other time. But in terms of um, in terms of presents, uh, uh, well, I've got a few. I, I was a bit like Ed, uh, um, and then at the moment I've just got three that I'd like to get. I'm not screaming for vengeance on a picture disc because I haven't got that picture disc, and um, I've got the I'd like to get that. Um, I'm really, really into the, the latest or the very last motor, um, and I haven't got a copy of that, and I'd like, like that on picture disc as well. Um, um, Queensryche album, but the problem with that is I've been playing a sort of heavy metal version of Buridan's to choose between the CD or the, or the vinyl, and um, because I can't choose, I've never bought need somebody else to buy it for me, so I'm going to ask a family member if they just buy me a version of it without, you know, listening to it on Spotify or whatever, and keep a keep a hold of it. <laughs> well, what was your second option, Jeremy? Because it cut out when you said the band name. All oh, right, so that was Motorheads. So. Okay. Okay. And that's also on, on a picture disc, yeah. Okay, so consider this. I think Rebel Yell isn't on the vinyl, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah I don't, I, being someone that's worked in department stores as a teenager worked at the local mall and as soon as the summer was over you started to hear christmas music and then the closer you got to christmas you started to hear more christmas music 
it would drive me crazy. <laughs> so I've never really <laughs> been a huge fan of Christmas music. Uh, that said, we did a, a patron Christmas list last year, and I like a lot of that stuff. So, uh, and for Christmas last year, when we sat down to eat and have dinner, we played that playlist quite a bit. So, um, so yeah, so I would imagine doing that. Um, as far as a music related Christmas gift, I would love to get that creatures of the night box set, but, uh, just out of the price range at the moment. So, uh, we can keep our fingers crossed that we win the Christmas lottery maybe here and, and maybe we can make that happen. But, uh, outside of that, I, I, I don't foresee it happening anytime soon. Um, all right. So the last topic I want to touch upon today the importance of tribute bands. Jeremy, you brought the subject up. So uh, what do you think the importance of a tribute band is? The why I brought it up, I'm actually going to go and see a couple of tribute bands next Friday night. And they are a Kiss Cooper one. And obviously Kiss are coming to the end of their career. Um, and so really the only chance you're going to get to see Kiss, particularly in the UK now, and I've obviously seen the real band before. You know, there's a lot of bands now uh, that you can see as a tribute act, which are no longer tribute bands. There are Motorhead tribute bands. And, you know, the list goes on and on. You, you can name. Um, and I used to be quite dismissive of a tribute band, you know, because I was always into the real act. And I used to think that they were, you know, second-class copies of what I saw an Oasis tribute act, which was so perfect in its sound and its delivery and managed to, to get the atmosphere right. I almost felt, you know, you could close at um, an Oasis gig and then I saw an ACDC one. Um, in fact, they're coming so good. They they have what you know two singers and one does... Um, Bon Scott and one does, uh, and um, you know, again, you shut your eyes, you're at an ACDC gig, and they seem to be always sold out and they're selling out where some of the real bands, you know, small bands are not really. So, I think they play a very, very important role in keeping alive the sounds and the and the concerts that we used to go to, and I think they, they, they will increasingly playing in the future yeah i've i've played in a misfits tribute band as as you guys know um the biggest knock similar to what you said jeremy a lot of people would say oh well you're not playing your own music and you're destroying live settings for uh, original bands um to me it was just a lot of fun to do you know, to play these songs and and just go out and see people enjoying hearing these songs live. As, as you're saying, at that time, the Misfits hadn't gotten back together again. So for a lot of people, that was as close as what it was going to get. Uh, that being said, with the price of tickets nowadays and with certain bands not touring, we, you know, Anthony Mackie talks about bands not playing in Ireland all the time. So if you're in a country where a certain band doesn't play or if you're in a state 
where you have to drive 12 hours to go see a show and there's a tribute band coming 20 minutes away from your house. I got no problem with people checking that out instead. People just want to have fun, go out, have a good time and disconnect from their normal everyday life. And if people want to play that stuff, you know, why not? Brad, you've played covers in, in a lot of different bands over the years. What, what's your take on the importance of tribute bands? Yeah, I, w- I was actually in a social distortion uh, tribute band for um, a minute. 99 to life is what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. 99 to life. And uh, we, we only actually did one gig and then the thing kind of blew up, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun and people loved it. And here's the, here's the thing. I'm kind of on both sides of the fence here. I, I, I'd like to see more original bands playing, but Mm -hmm. I get it that people want to hear songs they know or Mm -hmm. from bands they know. And, and the tribute thing is just, it's huge. It's huge over here. There's a place in uh, Dallas that I get emails from all the time trying to, that I, I went there once. And anyway, they're, they're like, they'll have three tribute bands a night. Right. Like, holy crap. How many tribute bands do you have down there in Dallas? Obviously plenty. I don't know whether some of these are touring bands or, or whatever, but uh, it's huge business. I mean, the guy, the Pink Floyd tribute bands that are out there, they'll come here and they'll play an arena. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then you, you get a, a like a what I call a real band and they can barely get it get into a club here. Uh, right. So I, I get it. People people want to hear the songs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I I think we're we're a little bit different because we're more into the, the people in the band um, than just the songs. But I don't know. I, I'm on both sides of it. I think it's cool. If somebody wants me to be in their tribute band, hey, give me a call. There you go. Johan, what, what do you think of the whole tribute band thing? Um, well, I have uh, friends who had a uh, Ramones tribute band okay. uh, a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, with the whole, they had wigs and uh, the whole uh, stage clothing and, and all. Uh and they played uh, the Ramones' first live d- double LP, uh, It's Alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, always. And, I mean, they made, uh, they were playing shows all over south of Sweden. Mm-hmm. They even played in Stockholm. So, uh, and they spread the word of the Ramones. So, right. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, if you... You know, I mean, not many people get to see Ramones or Ozzy or Maiden. Mm-hmm. I mean, normal people don't go to Gothenburg uh, on a Thursday night. So uh, <laughs> I think it's ah, it's a good thing. It's spread the word. It's good. Okay. Brad, what did you, what did you yeah, I have a question for everybody here. Do you, do you feel like a tribute band has to look like the original band or can it just be guys looking like they, they, you know, that, that it's more about the music or does, is the appearance a really big part of it? Well, uh, go if, ahead. if it's a tribute band, then I would say, yes, they, they need to try to at least come close to the part. If it's a cover band where they're doing stuff from a lot of different artists, then I think that's a different story. But if, 
as Johan mentioned, if it's a tribute band for the Ramones, yeah, I'd expect them to have, you know, the the leather jackets and the Chuck Taylors and the jeans and, you know, and, and the haircuts like Joey and Johnny and, and stuff like that. I think if if you show up and, and they're not doing that, I mean, with with the uh, Misfits band that I'm in, uh, we all either paint our faces or uh, the bass player usually wears a, a mask of the Crimson Ghost, which is usually the, the image that everyone is most familiar with that's uh, related to the uh, Misfits. Uh, only time that they didn't do that was when I was out of the band and the guitarist decided that he was going to dress up like the Incredible Hulk. But uh, not sure what, what he was on. Um, and that's part of the reason why I left the band. But anyway, uh, Ed, what do you think the importance of uh, of a tribute band is? Uh, before I answer, uh, I'd like you to post a picture of you with that Misfits makeup on later tonight on Facebook for us all to see, please. <laughs> There's there's a picture that I posted not too long ago of um, of me playing with them. Um, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think. I I I've recently posted a picture of an awards gala that I played at. See, the thing is, I couldn't wear the makeup because it would run into my eyes while I was playing. Yeah, I bet. Um, so most of the time I would just try to do the, uh, the the devil horn as it's called. And then about halfway through the set, that would be annoying me. So I'd have to just, I'd, I'd undo that and just pull everything back. (laughs) Anyway, I, you know, tribute bands are just, I see it as something fun to do and I'm all about people having fun. Um, it's definitely something that's only makes sense in a, a live setting mm-hmm. and as with anything else uh it would just depend on you know how good the actors are and in this case it would depend on both your acting and musical chops right um you know if you're good and you can entertain me and help me have a good time then i'm all for it right uh, not that they're extremely important but yeah they do uh especially for tribute bands that might, uh, like you said, the Ramones doing something for bands that we're never going to hear again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that you see that happen. Uh, we have a radio show that here called Wood Songs that's broadcast all over the world. And, uh, you know, you have a lot of artists that will come through that are tributes to artists and bands from, gosh, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And that's helping people in my day get uh, have exposure to that music, and you know hear the history of a lot of stuff that we normally wouldn't have heard. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's cool. I mean, that's to me that's that's exactly it. You know, I think there's a lot of different reasons why tribute bands need to exist. I get it if you're an original band and you've got three people that show up to your show and, you know, the next pub over, um, there's a tribute band and, and they've got 200 people there. I mean, yeah, I get it. That, that stings. But at the same time, 
Man, good music is good music, and I think it's important to keep it alive one way, one way or the other. And again, if if you're in if you're in North Dakota and no bands are coming remotely close to you, and the closest thing to seeing Alice Cooper or Kiss or Ramones or Metallica is a tribute band for any of these, then why not? You know, I'd, I'd there's there's too many things that I think we've seen in hard rock and metal over the last decade or two with people trying to, you know, set rules on everything where I don't think it was like that. You know, when we first fell in love with this music that, Oh no, no, you, this isn't right because it isn't this, that isn't right. The, the, it kills me. The whole argument with, uh, Oh, you can't wear your own merch. Tell Steve Harris that. You know, tell Steve Harris he can't wear an Iron Maiden shirt on, uh, you know, on stage. If the band isn't wearing their own shit, it means what? They don't believe in in what they're trying to sell? Or maybe it comes down to, as I've been told, the band not being able to afford to wear their own stuff, so they need to sell everything. Well, that's a different story. But at the same time, you know, pushing it on other people – Oh, well, that's not the cool thing to do. Or you shouldn't go to a show and wear the T-shirt of the band that you're going to see. Since when? <laughs> you know, that doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, too many rules. Just enjoy the music, folks. <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. So uh, anything else someone wants to uh, mention before we wrap things up here? Uh Sorry. Yeah, see, yeah. editing everyone at the Jeff Beck show had a Jeff Beck shirt on. See? Uh, the band I was talking about wasn't Covent. It was Coven. Coven. Okay, yeah. I I understood anyway the, the band that you meant. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. Then I'm I, good. I, I got them mixed up with Cloven Hoof. So anyway, on that note, I want to thank Jeremy for not only being here, but providing such a wonderful list of uh, items to go over today. Surely save the day as uh, Ed did a few weeks ago, showing up when when I thought I was going to be talking to myself. So uh, thank you, Ed, for coming back once again, Brad. uh, And um, she almost said uh, Molly again. Um, That's Maggie. Maggie. There you go. Yeah. Um, Brad and Maggie and uh, Johan. So we are all over the world once again between the UK, Kentucky, Utah, and um, and Sweden. So uh, thanks all you guys for being here tonight. Thanks anyone who's watching or listening to the replay. Thank you to Antoni who was in the chat. And uh, I, I was going to say there was somebody else in the chat. Oh, yeah, that was Jeremy. So uh, he's here anyway. <laughs> but uh, anyway, folks, a lot of uh, interviews coming your way. Be on the lookout for, like I mentioned later tonight, we'll be debuting the interview with uh, Timmy Ruff from the New Roses. Um, interviews with Rick Hughes from Sword to be released uh, shortly as well. And... Um, Being that I goofed, uh, on Monday I will be speaking to Skyler from He Is Legend. 
So uh, that will be released hopefully in the next few weeks as well. Uh, on that note, thanks everyone once again, and we'll see you next time right here on Signals from Mars. See you folks. Subscribe to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to signalsfrommars.com for more information. This concludes our show. 